Beautiful part of Nathan Kapiser. Sylph Radio is a secret room multimedia podcast, but Pokemon, of course, is owned by Game Freak and Nintendo. Uh, I've said it before, I claim no ownership over the intellectual property of Pokemon. I only claim ownership over actual Pokemon. Um, Last episode, we talked about Charmander. Episode before that, we talked about Bulbasaur. Today, of course, we are talking about Bidoof. No, today we're talking about Squirtle. And with me as guest host in that honored, uh, coveted position is my good friend. I've known him growing up my whole life. And I'm not sure which one of us loves Pokemon more or knows more about it. So, well, no, he probably knows more about it. But (laughs) I don't know. Uh, Justin, Justin Addison. Hello. (laughs) What's going on, dude? Oh, not much. Thanks for having me on this uh, very, very exciting and entertaining podcast. <laughs> well, we I both n- know that I'm not going to start a Pokemon podcast and not have you involved in some way, shape, or manner. That's absolutely right. So what's new with you in you? Like, how's your Pokemon journey coming? Um, I don't want to sound like I'm whining when I, when I say this, but my situation is rough. I'm playing, well, I guess my most recent game is Pokemon X, and I, I played think that's it everybody's like, most recent game. I, well, some people, like, <laughs> no, but I know, like, I, I played it for like three weeks, four weeks, pounded a lot of stuff out, like went all the way through the story, got my Pokemon to an okay spot, and now I just, I have nothing to do, so I haven't touched it since like, since the month it released. I don't remember what month it was. October. Feels like forever. What's that? October. So since October, I don't know. I it's, I picked it up like twice to do some wonder trading, but it's I I don't know. There's nothing for me to do right now until I can transfer my team through Pokebank. <laughs> yeah. Until that time comes, it's just a no go. Yeah, that's a common complaint I've heard levied at it. Not that Pokemon Bank's not out, although I have heard that a lot too. That's <laughs> but that uh. After you beat the game, yeah, there's not really much post-game shit like there has been in the last few generations. Right. Or if it is, it's just tired by now. We've all done the same battle challenges like the subway in black and white and the different towers in the games before that. You so. know what I'm getting really fucking sick of that I just noticed while playing X? Hmm. In every Pokemon game, though. It's been there since the beginning. <laughs> you gotta go through, like, okay, it occurred to me in, I think it was the castle... You got you got to go through like 17 rooms with people that just want to tell you how pretty the bed sheets are <laughs> and shit that has no relevance to your mission, no mm-hmm. relevance to any characters, doesn't further the plot, doesn't offer you important information. They don't give you items, they don't battle you and get you experience points. They're mm-hmm. just wasting your time. Every now and then, maybe like one in every 20 people you talk to, there's like a funny bit of flavor context, a little bit of something, but a lot of them is mostly garbage. Yeah, but if you're going to make us go through all these rooms with nothing in them, give us something that tells us something about a character or a Pokemon or something, Jesus, or at least something funny, I don't know. Right, that is relevant to my gaming experience instead of that person's shoes and, I don't know, just the dumbest things. I don't think any trainers actually talk about their shoes. Maybe their shorts. Hey, they're comfy, and not only that, but they're easy to wear, which is the the best thing there. Pants are just so like, what the fuck? I don't understand. How do they I try to make it sound they... so simple? One leg after the other, like, oh yeah, real fucking condescending, pal. Thanks. Mm-hmm. I got a genuine problem here, and you're fucking mm-hmm. talking down to me like I'm a child. The complexities of wearing a full pair of pants—it's <laughs> something so deep that Pokemon doesn't even want to touch it. 
They'd rather celebrate the shorts. Don't even get me started on dresses. <laughs> the dresses are actually really easy to wear and very comfortable. <laughs> so, who's your team right now? Um, I've never, I guess, since about, like, Diamond and Pearl, I've never committed to any one, like, solid team of six in-game because I'm mostly a competitive battler, well, and I like to keep my options open. I guess let me rephrase it then. Since while you've been confined to the Kalos region with no contact to the outside world and your other Pokemon comrades, <laughs> what Pokemon have stuck out and sort of uh, kept their place in your team and everything, you know? I guess like, the most important would be Halucha. Oh my god, that fucking bird. I love that bird. Everyone loves that bird. Everyone loves that bird because it's a magnificent fucking Pokemon. There are no problems with Halucha. He is perfect. Have you seen the shiny? Ah, uh, the shiny is beautiful as well. Yeah. Black and purple. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. It's easily, like, my favorite Pokemon in, like, at least the last two generations. I really liked Scrafty, but Halucha wins. Oh, I love Scrafty. Mm-hmm. A lot of interesting fighting types came out. Yeah, that's. I'm finding more and more that a lot of my favorite Pokemon are fighting types. Not even on purpose, it's just that my favorite Pokemon end up being like part fighting. So I've also got a Heracross on my team, who is another one of my all-time favorite Pokemon. I love Heracross. Do you use his Mega Evolution? Well, it, I only just recently got Phil to trade me the Mega Stone, which is Pokemon Y exclusive. Nice. Yeah, we traded that for the Pinsarite, and I still haven't had the chance to because my only Heracross is, I don't know, not with me right now. So he had to trade it attached to a Pokemon, right? Correct. Was it a Bulbasaur with Down Syndrome? It was most likely a Bulbasaur with Down Syndrome. Um, if I remember correctly, well, I chose Fennekin as my starter. Yeah, um, you're one of those Team Fennekins. Well, I don't like the, the final evolution, but I love the second stage, which is Brixen. Amazing. Yeah. I, I have a Brakeson on my team, and a Venusaur, I want to say. Did you did you name her? The Brakeson? Yeah. Ah, uh, Fujiko. Cool. That's yeah. crazy, because I named my uh, Froki a Japanese name. Nice. I named him Hanzo. I think for a region being based in France, <laughs> the starter Pokemon are like, they have a pretty Japanese feel. I guess except for Chestnut. That. Chespin? Oh, yeah, the Chestnut was the evolved one. Yeah, um, yeah, he's more European, I guess. Mm hmm I guess no, they... No, no, Fennekin's pretty European. I mean, the fox makes you lean towards Japan. That's true. But, like, if you look at its evolved form and how it kind of bears similarity to, like, a witch... Mm hmm Like... But then the ninja, no, that's clearly not... <laughs> right. Not Europe. But I for fucking them, love that frog, oh my god. If you're thinking in terms of, like, classic role-playing games, you have your warrior, the wizard... Or, you know, the mage, and yeah. then, like, thief type, so it makes sense. I love it. So fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and the frog's amazing. He's on my team, too, finally, because of Wonder Trade. Very, very, very impressive hidden ability, which changes its type to the attack that you're using, so you pretty much always get stabbed, which is the special type attack bonus. What? No hmm. way, is that his hidden ability? It's his hidden ability, oh. it's called Protean. Oh yeah. my god, that's amazing, dude. It's really incredible. It also, it could set you up for some trouble, but still impressive. So his type changes every time he uses a move, and then remains that type until he uses a move again. Correct. Yeah, okay, I guess I could see how that, but still. It could it's also, it's... you could also use it strategically, so like, hi, your, your grass moves doesn't do shit to me now. Exactly, or I'm fighting an electric Pokemon and I just used... You know, a ground-type attack. I don't think he learns any, but to that extent. Who knows? You might be able to teach him, like, Mudshot or something. Mm-hmm. I haven't even, like, started looking into any of the, like, competitive aspects of this generation because there's so much new stuff that it's almost overwhelming, so I haven't even begun to this point. Yeah, I haven't even started really looking into being competitive, like, ever. Because mm -hmm. there's just so much, and it's so overwhelming, and yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll leave that to you and Phil. It was so much more manageable when we had the same generation for, like, four years. Back with, like, the Diamond, Pearl, and Platinum, where it was this, you know, nothing, no dynamic changes for so many years. But mm -hmm. then I hardly had two years to really, like, figure out X and Y, so. All right, so today's topic, International Pokedex number 007, fucking the James Bond of the Kanto region. <laughs> Squirtle! Squirtle! <laughs> 
Uh, <laughs> no, known in Japan as Zenigame, meaning simply pond turtle. But I guess also their shells kind of look like old coins. And zeni is also an old-fashioned word for money. So I think that's actually supposed to be an in-universe um, reason why they were named that. Interesting. Which is further evidence that they don't say their own name if mankind gave them their name. Good God. Let's, I don't even want to touch that subject because it makes me so full of hate. It's a, it's a common misconception that stems from the pack that Pikachu does. Because we right. all know Pikachu does. Just in general. I mean, Pikachu's, what else noise could they possibly make? So right, that, exactly. like, So everyone's like, oh, all Pokemon say their own name. But it's, it's rather offensive. Like, Pokemon don't like it when you, <laughs> like, insinuate that that's all they know how to say is their own name. Jesus Christ, Pikachu. All I want to do is groan in peace. <laughs> You're the reason we can't have nice things. <laughs> Everybody knows I don't run around saying Primeape. It just doesn't make sense. <laughs> But I mean, so, for, for one, because I'm a Psyduck. And for two, so that's just fucking ignorant and offensive. <laughs> two. Uh, in Germany, Squirtle has one of my favorite names, Shiggy. Shiggy? Shiggy. Ah, Shiggy. <laughs> he, evolves, he evolves into Shiggy. <laughs> and then Schwa. <laughs> he doesn't. Thank God. Oh, God. <laughs> Go, Shiggy. Uh, of course, he's water-type Pokemon, and he's classified as a tiny turtle Pokemon. Oh, adorable. What's and his size? One foot, eight inches, 19.8 pounds. So that's so not... gigantic turtle. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just absurdly large turtle. <laughs> Pokemon, man. The world is fucked up. Oh, <laughs> we haven't even scratched the surface, man. <laughs> So Squirtles have one of two abilities. Their general normal ability is Torrent, which can download any movie series or album that you want. Um, <laughs> depending on the obscurity of the pop culture you're downloading, it, it will vary in speed. Might take two minutes. Might take <laughs> two months. No, it, it raises the power of water-type moves by 150%. If the user has less than half its max HP left, just like the other two starters' abilities. Terribly useless. I mean, maybe useful, but let's face it, terribly useless. Do you know what its what ability its is? What its ability is? Yeah. That would be Raindish, where it recovers some, I think it's like 8% of health every turn in the rain. So, like, leftovers only when it's raining. Yeah. Which is almost useless <laughs> unless you're running him on a team that focuses around, like, rain dance. So Squirtle is, if you're not familiar, a light blue turtle-like creature. Generally stands on two legs, but will also sometimes be seen walking on all four. Uh, shiny Squirtles are a lighter, duller blue with a green shell. Its normal shell is brown and has a yellow belly. It's got a tail that curls up at the end. And underneath the shell, Squirtle actually does have a pretty long neck, I guess, supposedly. Hmm. It can, of course, withdraw into its shell for protection, and it's able to spray foamy water from its mouth. That's kind of its main form of defense, retreat into its shell and just shoot spit water out at its opponent or offender. Spit foamy water. Foamy water. It just it sounds inappropriate. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Squirtle, use water gun. No, don't. Wait, don't. Don't use water gun. That's nasty. I don't know if you knew this, Justin. Squirtles are born shellless, and then their back actually swells up and hardens and turns into a shell. I didn't know that. I just thought they hatched with like a softer shell that got harder. No, but. apparently their back sort of crystallizes into a shell. It's very, very durable, and it also helps to resist water friction when it's swimming. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's aerodynamic or hydrodynamic. <laughs> There's a word for that, though, isn't it? There's got to be. It's still aerodynamic, isn't it? No, is it? it wouldn't be. What do they call it with swimmers? I mean, it's got to be. I don't know. I'm going to Google hydrodynamic right now. Do it. I'm no physical scientist. I don't know this shit. So I'm, you're, tell I'm a you're telling scientist. me that you lied on your resume when you applied for a position as guest host? I just didn't think that section would carry as much weight as uh, being the Pokemon champion of six different regions. <laughs> in the Pokemon world. This is I'd, a big deal. I'd have to say that is pretty impressive. Thank you. You're you're the second person on our show who holds that designation, but Okay. 
Yes, I, I haven't finished the sixth generation yet, so I'm did only, you, only did five Did you finish gen. the last one? I'm not calling you out, but I'm yes. calling you out. Yeah, I didn't nope. finish Black 2 or, or White 2, but I oh, finished Black and White. Yes, hydrodynamics is a word. Is it the word that we think it is? Like aerodynamics, know. but I'm in the water? I'm not digging that deep into it. Oh man. I'd wager a yes. Okay, good enough. I'd wager a maybe. <laughs> Just like Bulbasaur's and Charmander's, they're rare in the wild due to being selected as a starter and therefore mainly breeded. Bred? Bred? Yep. (laughs) Breaded. (laughs) Lightly breaded. Best in marinara. Mm. Uh, But in the wild, they can be found around small ponds and lakes or sometimes in valleys with rivers or lakes or ponds. Um, there's also a few islands that are relatively densely populated with squirtle populations. <laughs> okay. Their favorite berries, I guess, would appear to be bitter berries. That's what you would find them holding in Gen 2. But bitter berries are have since been replaced with person berries. So I think it's safe to say they like person berries. This is yes. vital information way. that may one day save your life. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking in a Pokemon game, but in real life. Just in real life. Yes. Yeah. This that's this pod- podcast is a public service. Very it's, informational. <laughs> You're doing good for the people. Someone's got to do it. <laughs> I tried for a while. I would just stand in one spot in Viridian City, and I would just tell people this stuff when they walked by. Oh. But my legs got tired. Okay. And eventually, I got. I, I was like, screw this. I understand. Maybe you hadn't had your morning coffee yet. Yes, exactly. (laughs) But one day, this fucking trainer, God bless him, was kind enough to bring me some coffee. Oh, nice. What'd you do then? I fucking, I showed off, I caught a Weedle. Not (laughs) bad. And I said, I'm blowing this joint. It's off to the new world for me. Oh, Um... So, Squirtle is, of course, playable in Super Smash Bros. Brawl as one of the Pokemon Trainer's three Pokemon. Oh, yes. You play Smash Bros. a lot more than I do, at least nowadays. I do. And what do you think of the Pokemon Trainer in Smash Bros.? Oh, man. There are some aspects of him, that I of the Pokemon that you play as, that I love, but I feel like they all suffer from being powered down to sort of supplement the fact that you have three characters in one, if that makes any sense. Every yeah, Everyone would does. be... What's that? That does. Yeah. It's like each one would be way more formidable as their own. So, and Squirtle is my favorite to play. He's so fast. You fly around in his little shell. He's so great. Yeah, but guess, again, he like he's too light. I guess that's a shitty compromise to have to make because it wouldn't be fair to let somebody play three full-fledged characters and switch well, between them. Right. But who wants to play three Subpar characters, yeah, half-fledged. <laughs> or maybe they're just fledged. They're just not fully fledged. They're just right. fledged. <laughs> oh, we're discovering all the mysteries of semantics tonight. Good. <laughs> all right, so I want to see if you can do what Phil can do. What level does Squirtle evolve to Wartortle? 16? There you go. Okay. See, I couldn't do this. I might oh. guess. I might guess right, but like Phil, Phil nailed it every time. Uh, War Turtle's classified as a turtle Pokemon. At three foot three inches, he's now too tall to legally be considered tiny. <laughs> now he's just an absurdly large turtle with weird ear things. 49.6 pounds. And yeah, those ear things, yeah, he gets like, develops furry, like, blue-tinted white ears and a same kind of tail. Can we talk about this fur? Because I only just tonight discovered that he... What, that like his tail and his ear things were covered in fur. I had no idea. Well, Since what did I you think it was? You just thought it was white reptile or amphibian flesh? Or... I mean, I guess as no, deep as you think about Pokemon's skin or their flesh, <laughs> I just never devoted thought to it. I thought it would be like, I don't know, not fucking furry. That's weird. Yeah, it is really weird. You know that it can also somehow store air in this fur for when it goes deep sea diving? <laughs> that's legitimate yes and like, then it what sucks on its tail as it goes further down so yeah, I guess so the so. big spiral is kind of just like a fluffy almost like eevee tail just wrapped in on itself yeah 
And you really don't want to know how deep this goes because uh, the ability to store air in its tail is actually a reference to certain turtles that breathe through their cloaca. Which their is, cloaca? Uh, yeah, their cloaca. Um, are you not familiar with the, what a cloaca is? I mean, it's not every day. <laughs> that's something that we'll uh, that's something we'll let people uh, look up on their own. We'll just say that it's uh near the tail. Oh, it's something that some birds and reptiles and you know things like that have. I don't even know that I want to know. So that's cool. <laughs> they they have it in lieu of other organs. We'll just leave it at that. Oh, so they they breathe through their turtle vaginas. <laughs> Is that what you're saying? <laughs> well, what I was saying was that... Does that get it? That. I don't know. Does that stay? <laughs> well, no. Okay. Are we going to talk we about the cloaca? Vaginas? A cloaca isn't actually a vagina, though. It's like a combination of both sex organs. There are okay. still males and females, but, like, it's a whole that... I, okay. ...does <laughs> the same thing that... Okay, we're just going to leave it at that. Like I said... <laughs> We've just, like, fucking so many trainers tonight are going to, like, look at their team and just just shamefully put Squirtle back into their PC and <laughs> okay, pull out their Squirtle. fucking Froakie yes, or their Tortoise. Ooh. Never evolve their Squirtles into War Turtles because this just means. Okay, so cool. We've learned too much about War Turtles' furry tail. And well, yeah, we can we can talk a little bit more about the fur without getting so weird about it. But uh, as they get older, their fur darkens, which is pretty cool. I and, didn't know that. Yeah, their shell usually accumulates like algae and battle scars and stuff. Cool. Um, shiny war turtles have a slightly purplier tone and a green shell. Still, here's something that's really interesting. This species, how long do you think their, like, lifespan is? I actually know this one, <laughs> sir. So it's not, it's not a fun guessing game, but from what <laughs> I've heard, war turtles can live for up to, like, 1,100 years or something like that. 10,000. Even more. So 10 times the amount that I'd assume is <laughs> <was> already ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. Like, talk Jesus. about a Pokemon that's going to outgrow its trainer. I know there's others, but I never really thought Blastoise would be around. Also, outgrow its evolved form. Because <laughs> well, I've I... only read that in regards to War Turtle, never Blastoise. <laughs> Fair. Fair. But I, I, I feel like it's probable that that may apply to this species in general. Maybe not Squirtles. Oh, but... no. There are these two best friend War Turtles. Maybe they're even dating. Lady War Turtle. Or Guy War Turtle. No, why can't uh, it be totally two Lady love. War Turtles? What's that? Why can't it be two lady war turtles? Or two lady war turtles. wrong with that. Two gentlemen war turtles. You're right. It's not wrong. Either way, uh, we got a hot pair of cloacas. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. I really wish you hadn't mentioned those again. <laughs> so, okay. We have our two war turtles desperately in love. Uh, they... They lived together for like 2,000 years or like 8,000 years. And then one war turtle battles too much, evolves into Blastoise, and dies the next year. <laughs> That's hard Leaving the other sad war turtle alone for another 2,000 years. A Pokemon doesn't have to evolve. It can fight it. That's, it doesn't have to, but they don't know. They don't know about evolution. Can war turtles read They've like... They've lived 2,000 years in, in isolation. <laughs> I don't. I don't know how much they know. I'm just saying. What a what a tra- tragic story. <laughs> well, let's. Uh, this this is supposed to be a, a fun, jovial podcast. You know. It's, I'm it's, sorry. It's, I'm bringing. I'm bringing down the movie. Yeah. So let's let's get back uh, <laughs> to some Squirtle and War Turtle and all that shit. Its tail is a popular symbol of longevity and wisdom, and is said to bring good luck. Of course, I imagine because it's lived so fucking long. Okay. And that makes this Pokemon really popular among the elderly. And it's also really popular as a pet Pokemon. Okay. Like, let's get little, uh, I don't know, give me a name here. Uh, little Timmy. So little Timmy doesn't, uh, <laughs> so little Timmy doesn't have to deal with the heartbreak and pain of loss. Let's just get him a pet that's going to outlive him by several thousand years. Also, he'll never drown. He can just suck on War Turtles' Croica. <laughs> Cloaca, 
I've already forgotten. That's probably better. Mental blocking. Uh, I guess a lot of this comes from an old Japanese legend of the Minogame, which is a turtle that lived for 10,000 years and grew a tail of seaweed. Oh. Pretty interesting. Yeah, I didn't know about that one. Okay, that's very cool. No water cannons on this thing's back, though. No? Speaking of which, can you can you hold up? Can you keep up with Phil's record? What level uh, is okay, more totally involved to Blastoise? 34? Oh, so close. 32? 36. I don't know. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> uh, Blastoise is, of course, the version mascot of Pokemon Blue. Yes. Five foot three inches, 188.5 pounds, this huge beastly turtle. Wait, what? How how is he? Only a hundred. The, the Pokedex, we, <laughs> we've established this, that the Pokedex is very inaccurate in regards to height and weight. I'd say most specifically weight. Because <laughs> that's a more believable height, but 180 pounds? <laughs> yes, <Yeah>, seriously. <laughs> That's kind of, I, uh, I don't that's know. Like, yeah, that's like 20, 30 pounds more than I weigh. Yeah, he's like a tank of a turtle. I think I feel like the cannons alone would be about like 120 pounds <laughs> and if they weren't connected the to his Pokedex body. The Pokedex says that Blastoise deliberately makes itself heavier to counteract right. the massive power of those cannons. And 188 pounds is not going <laughs> to Yeah, you're not, not doing very down. good, man. <laughs> Oh, jeez. Yeah, you're at, like, biggest loser level, like, <laughs> fucking weight there, dude. Come on. He needs to get back up on his protein game. This is ridiculous. Get that motherfucker some person berries. Because <laughs> he got it twisted. He's confused. He needs that confusion oh! healed. That was one of the better Pokemon puns of the night. <laughs> Um, can you add it in applause because you deserve them here? <laughs> I don't need to. You just applauded for me, sir. Yes, that's true. So Blastoise is classified as... You want to take a guess? Do you know what Blastoise... What kind of Pokemon Blastoise is classified as? Because hmm. Squirtle was a tiny turtle and mm-hmm. Wartortle was a turtle. Maybe a large turtle Pokemon? Well, y- you might imagine it would be something like that. But, but Blastoise is classified as a shellfish Pokemon. <laughs> yes. There, I don't even have a comment for that. That's the most absurd thing I've ever heard. I see. I, <laughs> um, shelf, shellfish. Not you're shelter. like I, I see Jeff Goldblum over here. Like shell, shell, sh- shellfish. Shellfish. Yes, it's clearly a turtle and not a fish. Though it does nope. have a shell. It has ears, though. So is it a turtle? Yes, it is a turtle. It does have ears. Maybe it's but, well, it's turtle-like. It's a Pokemon. Okay. Yeah, the it's lost all its fur, so now it has like small pointed ears and a much smaller, shorter tail. Oh. So maybe things close to those ears were there on Wartortle, and when he lost all the hair, yeah, it showed from underneath. Totes. Gotcha. And as we mentioned, it has two massive water cannons sticking out of holes near the shoulder of its shell. Hmm. And they're, these cannons are powerful enough to penetrate steel and concrete and can maintain accuracy for over 160 feet. While at the same time throwing his 180 self into, like, whatever wall is nearby. Because <laughs> he's that's crazy. He's Blastoise! Done. Water pulse! Blast off! Just Blastoise goes flying, like, fucking 30 feet back. Blasting off again. <laughs> <laughs> I, they, let, they don't weigh 188 pounds. Let's just get right. that out of the way. That's an inaccuracy due to the fact that Oak had a child gather the initial data for the <laughs> initial version of the Pokedex. It also could be a mistranslation if maybe they use, like, grams and kilograms in, like, the Japanese entries of this. I don't know. Oak is looking at Red's findings, and he's like, fucking 188 pounds. Oh. I weigh 192. Are you calling me fucking fat? Like, what the fuck, Red? <laughs> like... This kid's a it's fucking idiot. Not only are they probably bad gauges of weight. Blue shows up with a fucking damn near perfect Pokedex, but he's like, well, fuck, dude. <laughs> you were like a week late. I've already shipped this off to the league. It's official. They've got the information now. They, they think Blastoise is. 
We can't oh, just yeah. change data. We can't just <laughs> change it. We don't have some computer system that allows data to be transferred over computers Only various Pokemon. miles away. Only. Yeah, I mean, physical, like, yeah, physical fucking shit, but not intangible data. Come on, Blue. That's absurd. This is. What do you think I'm this not, is? The I'm future? Done. I'm done with this. I'm not having this conversation with you. <laughs> Go home, Blue. Go home. Poor guy. Just lost his champion title. <laughs> yeah, he's going to become a gym leader. He's good. You're right. No, you're right. Now we understand what pushed him to go that far. Having too good a Pokédex. So, my favorite Pokédex entry for Blastoise is the entry from Leaf Green, which states, quote-unquote, The pressurized water jets on this brutal Pokémon shell are used for high-speed tackles. Hmm... Yeah, I guess I've read that before too, and it's kind of ridiculous. Is he hitting him? Is he hitting them with his? That, his what's it again? His cloaca. His cloaca. No, Justin. His cloaca has been pl- replaced with two badass water cannons. The cloaca is his. Is at his rear, though. It's his reproductive organs. I know, but if it's point point of the joke was, but if he's shooting with the cannons, propulsion is going to shoot him backwards. <gasps> Oh, it uses it for high-speed tackles, meaning it uses the water to propel itself. Yeah. Okay, I never realized that. I kind of was just like, but doesn't it purposefully make itself heavy to what? Well, I guess if it's not firmly, like, implanting its feet on the ground and it's throwing its body into it. Right. It can settle itself, set itself, sort of, like sumo wrestlers. (laughs) But I can't, yeah, they have to fly backwards in those high-speed tackles and hit with their, you know, their bums. Well, probably their shell. Yeah, there's that too. (laughs) So Blastoise has a mega form, which is attained by using, well, what else? Blastoiseanite. Because I'm pretty sure they just freelance hired James Cameron to name all these, like, mega evolution stones. (laughs) Unobtainium, Venusaurite, Charizardite. Blastoisonite. Very clever stuff there. I'm impressed, for one. So it develops a shell on each arm, which each has its own water cannon, and the pair of cannons on its back are replaced with one bigger cannon. And you thought the range on Blastoise's cannons was impressive? 160-foot accuracy? I, I, don't, I, did. I don't know how far that this guy can shoot accurately, but how far do you think Mega Blastoise's cannon can shoot? I actually know this one as well. Damn it. So I, I don't get to play the guessing game, but if I'm not mistaken, it's about six fucking miles. Six miles. <laughs> now to make Which that, is, how far um, away from like Pallet Town do you think Viridian City is? Definitely not six miles. I put it at about 140 steps. <laughs> no, 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 no. I think it's a little farther than it. But in reality, in game because still less game, than six miles. Like in game, Viridian City has like six buildings tops. In right. the real world, I'm sure Viridian City has more than six buildings. You know what in I mean? In my like, mind, though, Pallet Town to Viridian City, Pallet Town is sort of almost an offshoot of Viridian City. Yeah, so it's not that far. But I'd right. say it's at least a mile, right? I'd give them a mile, sure. And then between Viridian City and Pewter City. Maybe three miles, four miles. Well, you have the whole you have the whole Viridian Forest. Oh yeah, yeah. There's the forest. So that's a good six, seven miles, maybe at least. Sure. Right? So it could shoot almost like it could shoot from Pallet Town to Viridian fucking Forest and through the forest probably, <laughs> if it aims in the right direction. I would say some unsuspecting like, <laughs> Metapod is just hanging out in Viridian Forest. All I can say is Arceus was pretty damn irresponsible when he created Mega Blastoise. Right. Whoever gives a trainer, you know, the Blastoise tonight, I'd better make sure that's a really fucking responsible <laughs> trainer. Because I could see some, some pretty fantastic pranks happening with this one. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I guess having Pokemon in general, though, would make pranking pretty incredible. <laughs> oh my god, the things you could do. Do you think that people in this universe, well, they must, people in this universe must have, to some extent, a higher fortitude than people in our universe. But I don't think, like, Pokemon clearly are not hurt by their own moves as badly as, like, a human would be. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But I've never really thought about it before, but people must be, on average, at least a little bit more, like, resilient to stuff like that, too. Or else, like, everyone would be dead, dude. I mean... 
There would be no Pokemon and trainer dynamic. There would be none. Pokemon would have destroyed humanity. No, I guess you're right. That's a good point. I've never really thought about it too deeply, but even a child traveling six miles through the wilderness inhabited by a bunch of wild creatures is kind of, like, dangerous. Yeah, totally. Totally. But still, like... Dude, like... The They'd fucking... have to be really resilient. Somebody just fires that fucking Blastoise fucking thing. Like, how many people are gonna die? Right. <laughs> it's just, like, a random shot six miles off. <laughs> this, like, incredibly high-pressured water. Someone's going down. A tragedy. Like, there'd be a bunch of Facebook groups that right. are like, Blastoises don't hurt people, it's their trainers. <laughs> but every, every like, two weeks there's a reported incident that... Yeah. It's a Pokemon Center, and everybody's done for. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You got where I was going with that, right? With the pit bulls. Oh. It was supposed to be like pit bulls. Like, I do. I Now now I do. <laughs> so that's good. <laughs> hey, this is a free podcast, man. You get what you fucking pay for. And I, I'm an unpaid guest. I don't have to understand all your jokes. Jesus. <laughs> so Mega Blastoise is about the same height, but it weighs... How much more than regular Blastoise do you think it weighs? Mm, well, does it weigh a more realistic weight? It weighs more than Blastoise. Okay, so 200 pounds? A little bit more. Weighs about, like, I think it was about 220-something. Two, two it's about 30 more pounds than regular Blastoise. So it's still only, like, 5 foot something? Yeah, same fucking, same fucking height. Blastoises are taller than that. The fucking Pokedex has Venusaur as the tallest starter Pokemon. Because of, like, its flower, or do you think it's nose to tail? No, it's gotta be the flower, but... Dude, Charizard is fucking not five foot tall. They've... I've only ever seen it like that. Five feet? It's kind of hard to think of it. I've only ever seen Charizard taller than its trainer. Granted, a lot of these trainers are children, but still. Little. I mean, like, 11-year-olds, too. Dude, if I've, I, I can't imagine seeing Blaine standing next to Charizard and being taller than it. Hmm. Like, a part of me does grasp it. And because in Smash Brothers, like we were just talking about, Charizard runs a little shorter than the, like, he looks like he could be an easy five-something. I but... mean, I can picture it. And I know that, like, especially in the early days of Pokemon, it wasn't that developed, and it also wasn't anticipated just how fucking massive this franchise would be and how right. how seriously its fans would take it. Right. But, um, yeah, so maybe early in the development of it, a lot of these creatures were just envisioned a lot differently than they developed to be accept- generally accepted as being, you know? Right. The terrible green version sprites of all the different Pokemon and all the original. Oh, yeah. like, it's so fascinating. Fish. Have you seen the deck of cards? Like, well, it's yeah. not a deck of cards, but the cards that Ken Sujimori illustrated yeah. with a lot of early versions. The first run of all of the. So I love, like, that fascinates me seeing that shit. Mm-hmm. I, like, yeah, like Charmander had a couple little spikes on its neck. War Which Tortles. he did in a lot of the. I feel like a lot of the images, there was that one image that I think was on, like, advertisements of the, you know, red and blue, but then also the girl from behind. Yeah, it was in the instruction manual, I think. Oh, is that where it was? Okay. I think. Or maybe it was just advertisements. I don't, I know, I know the picture you're talking about, though. Mm Mm-hmm. All three of them standing on, like, a Pokemon, or a Pokeball, like, design, like, on the floor. And they each had their starter next to them. And I think Charmander had the spines in that one, too. And then, yeah, Wartortle's ears were, like, the same color as his body. It, right. it, there was a lot of little differences in early designs. And, oh, my God. The whole looking at, like, we're going to do a whole episode about this, so I don't want to talk about it too much. But looking at, like, Capsule Monsters stuff, oh, my God. Like, it just, like, gets my imagination, like, on a fucking treadmill. Yeah. Is, is that an expression? I don't know. Your imagination being on a treadmill? Probably not. No, yeah, I don't see that being a thing. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, so some notable trainers that have had a Squirtle, War Tortle, or Blastoise. Yours and my favorite Pokemon trainer of all time, uh, Ash Ketchum. Oh my goodness. Well, you know what, actually, yeah, can we just stop to talk a little bit about how awesome Ash is and how much we love him? Yeah, please. I was hoping you would do this, because, goodness gracious, if any of... Any character ever needed a moment to be talked about, 
I mean, if any character ever had such a fantastic track record and got such little recognition right. for it. Amongst fans, amongst the world. Yeah, our know, world and his. Hmm? Our world and his. Oh, true, yeah. I it's, mean, it's a it's a travesty. Is he's what it done is. so much, and he's recognized so little. He's like the Messiah of Pokemon training. I mean, how many championships has he won? I I don't know. I'm sure more it than was, you know, Michael Jordan. It was it was in the range of zero. I'm pretty sure. I'm gonna put it at about zero. Yeah, it was zero. I'm pretty sure. Will you erase my my Michael Jordan comment, <laughs> <laughs> please, as a favor? That said. Zero fucking championships, zero aging. I think what happened is all of this happened really quickly within the the span the span of like five weeks. So he never actually learned anything about training. Just had all these. Oh no! I think you're giving him too much credit. (laughs) (laughs) I think he just doesn't learn. I mean, he's. I don't remember the specific examples, but he's seen a Pokemon before. That he's owned and been like, what's that? And pulled out his Pokedex. And the fucking Pokedex, Dexter, is like, fucking seriously, Ash, you know what it must be? Fucking kidding me. The reason he doesn't age and the reason he never remembers things, it's all linked. It must be like a medical, um, like something that keeps him from physically aging. And then, like, it's some weird periodic amnesia, and it's it, his mom is so really he's depressed. like a cross. He's like a cross between Drew Barrymore and Fifty First Dates, and Robin Williams and Jack. Yes, backwards Robin Williams. Oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> Can you just edit that out? It's like a it, what's that? Can you just edit that out? No, no, I can't edit anything out. You edit this podcast. <laughs> oh god, and it's another tragic story where like his mom. Is like getting older, but she's always pretending to be the same mom because every year he goes on these trips but comes back. And then he goes to sleep, and when he wakes up, he's so excited for this whole new thing that he's like, basically, you know, he remembers some things. He remembers Pikachu, but like, I don't know, right now he's like this 25-year-old guy stuck in the mindset of being an 11-year-old on his, like, Pokemon journey. (laughs) And... Out of how many, out of all his badges that he has, I mm-hmm. don't know because I stopped watching very, very early in the series. Oh yeah, I can't. Mm-mm. But how many badges of those do you think he legitimately earned by defeating a gym leader in Pokemon Battle <laughs> instead of just doing them some favor? <laughs> Let me just spoiler alert this right now in case you haven't seen Pokemon the Origin. Go watch the fucking movie; it's fantastic. If if you're a devoted enough fan to listen to a podcast about Pokemon, oh my god, it's amazing. Fucking watch it. I absolutely agree. So that said, one thing I really, really love is that you watch this movie and Red defeats Giovanni. Legitimately. Beats his ass. Well, his Pokemon's... His Pokemon beat Giovanni's Pokemon's ass. And Giovanni comes, offers him the Earth Badge... As he's rightfully earned it. And Red says no. Pushes his hand away. And Hell Giovanni's yeah. like, what? And he's like, I don't need a badge from the leader of Team Rocket. Dude, I was... Yo, literally, when I was first watching that with my roommate, I got up and marked. I was like, oh my god, he is the opposite of Ash! <laughs> like, Ash, Ash doesn't fucking defeat them and asks for the badge anyway. This motherfucker's like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> Ash loses. Giovanni's like, good try, you know. Come back again when you're ready. And Ash is like, yeah, I mean, I, I, I showed a lot of heart, a lot of promise, right? And Giovanni's like, yes, yes, you really did. I mean, you, you, you've got a lot, a lot there, a lot to work with. Keep training. And he's like, well, I mean, like, it's, it's amazing how, like, me and my Pokemon just really care about each other. Like, it's really, like, how selflessly, like, we, you know, we, we like, we bond. And, like, it's really remarkable. Like, you like, that's that's really something, right? Uh, sure, I'll give you that. Sure, yeah, yeah, you and that Pikachu. You're really, you're really something. So do you think I could, uh, <laughs> I mean, the Earth Badge. I was just, I mean, yeah, you have to defeat me. To earn the Earth Badge, like that's how this works. You you defeat a gym leader, you get their 
patch. Well, yeah, but I mean, I was just hoping, you know, you might, you might just like, <laughs> can I, I, I mean, I figured since, I don't know, I don't know, I'm I don't here. know, I don't know, You're stupid, idea. I'm sorry. <laughs> Point is, Ash sucks, Red was a badass, is that what we're getting at here? I think more or less. As long as that's the point. And I think that was, that was what this podcast was about, right? So we've reached our point and the podcast is over. Yeah. Um, we just needed to point out how terrible a character Ash is for as long as possible. <laughs> so Ash had a mischievous little squirtle that wore these wicked black sunglasses. Wicked black? Well, they were, no, they weren't wicked black. They were wicked black sunglasses. Well, why, why can't they just be? Well, they were. They were wicked black, but they were also black sunglasses <laughs> that were really wicked. <laughs> You're right. They were about as black as sunglasses can get. <laughs> no, that wasn't what I was saying. <laughs> Look, Nathan, it's okay. I agreed with you. Like there, you're gonna on, chill. That's okay. We we all expect him to rob us. Yeah, he he led a gang known as the Squirtle Squad. Oh, and... I guess there's that too. It was a gang. <laughs> yeah. Eventually, though, he parted ways with his trainer and returned to the Squirtle Squad. I think. Correct me if I'm wrong, because as we've established. We don't really watch the show. They like they're like a firefighting gang now, right? They put out fires and shit. Or the other Squirtles that he left grew up into War Turtles. But he was still with Squirtles, right? He he was still a Squirtle with Ash. No, but he ended up going back. I think what happened maybe Oh, I maybe, don't know. If you're a fan of the fucking show and you know the answer, just send us an email, selfradiopodcast at live dot com. Let us know. I think maybe there were like these squirtles that fought fires and war turtles and blastoises. I don't know. And right. then, but I, I know he, he returned to the squirtle squad. Well, I guess Ash does send all his Pokemon away at the end of every like term, <laughs> term of his illness. Yeah. <laughs> By now he's just got this innate sense. It's like, I think I should send these guys away, but I don't <laughs> know no, why. He just doesn't remember them. It's like this heartbreaking story. It's like, who are you? There's a Bulbasaur in my house! It starts hitting it with a broom. Bulba, Bulba! I, I don't know you. I only know Pikachu. Professor Oak runs in. He's like, Ash, Ash, stop. This is your Bulbasaur. <laughs> I never had a Bulbasaur. <laughs> who are you? <laughs> who the fuck are you? <laughs> oh, God. All right. Get a, give me another professor from another region. We're... It's happened again. Ash is always asking himself, am I a boy or am I a girl? <laughs> girl? Poor guy. This is painful. The other day, my roommate was doing something. Oh, man. It was some... I think he was playing Dark Souls. And he said he had to make some... De- or no, it might have been Skyrim. I think it was Skyrim. And he had to make some decision. And he was like, that was practically the hardest decision I've ever made in gaming. The toughest decision I've ever made. And I was like, I think the toughest decision I've ever made in gaming was when I started X and Y and they asked me if I was a boy or a girl. (laughs) And I'm like, hmm, well, what am I going to name the character if I play a boy? And what am I going to name if I play a girl? And I think the girls have more like customization and fashion options. So maybe I'll pick a girl. But then again, hmm, yeah. These are the real things that matter. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Actually, let me start that over because that wasn't what I said. That's what reminded me of it. But no. Yeah, wow, that would have been funny too. But I didn't say that. Um, (laughs) It was my toughest decision in gaming was, do you want to give this Ekans a nickname? And I said (laughs) yes, even though I had no intention to doing anything with it. And And I sat there. For hours and hours, and I, and, I, and I looked on Wikipedia and Bulbapedia, and I was like, what would be a good name for this Ekans? And I couldn't think anything, so I just folded my DS shut, and I went to work, and I came back that night, and for about, like, 12 hours, my DS just sat in keyboard mode, waiting for me to name this Ekans, because it had to be legitimate. I'm not going to, like, you know, neglect a Pokemon like that and just call it Buttface. <laughs> That's the saddest, t- uh, I don't want to say saddest, but saddest story I've ever heard in regards to Pokemon. <laughs> that's not the saddest, because that's just wrong. I just mean like... Yeah, Cubone's the, mother died. Maybe the worst story about Pokemon I've ever heard. 
cumulatively like disappointing. Um, <laughs> Just any any negative adjective you want to throw at me, I'll uh, edit I'll it rationalize in. it. Yeah. In, in the final version, I'll be saying that was the best ever <laughs> story I've ever heard about Pokemon. <laughs> So Gary Oak, Ash's rival, received a Squirtle, which eventually evolved all the way to Blastoise from his grandfather, Professor Oak, of course. That was the big... Really? Yeah, you didn't know what Pokemon he got at the start, but eventually you found out that was the one he got. No kidding. Yeah. I don't remember that at all, so that's cool. It was. I'm pretty sure it was after we stopped watching. Okay. But no, I... don't you see him with the Blastoise in the opening credits, or no? No, you just see a Blastoise. Like, right before it does the upskirt on the random... Like, it would in the video games, it would have been a lass. Mm-hmm. The trainers that were called lasses. Right. I don't remember the intro to the show at all. Bullshit! You don't remember the intro to the show. People I remember that don't him like Pokemon Art, I, remember the intro to the show. I remember him running... I just can't remember, like, the individual scenes. I remember Starts off running, with Mewtwo uh, in space, and then Ash in a stadium, and then, like, Haunter licking Charmander, whoa. and I probably started to lose the fucking actual order of the scenes, but... It's been so long that I would probably have, like, one of those really overwhelming nostalgia attacks. Seriously? I would taste the s'mores Pop-Tart I had every morning while it's watching... It's really been that long? Like, how long has it been since you've seen it? I haven't had any reason to watch it. I I, well, I guess you're show. right. I guess it's been a long time since I've seen it, but it's like... I've heard it. It's burned into my cerebral cortex. Like, okay. Ooh. And the Bulbasaur is like on its side, and the Pokeball is bouncing off it and turning red as it opens. Oh, wow. Is this coming back to you, or are you just like, oh, wow, I can't believe he remembers this many No, I, it's coming... Like, every time you say something, I can, like, see it really clear. <laughs> I'm going to have to... I, I, yeah, and then they're like the Rapidash and the Arcanine are like running, and then it's like zooming out, and I think you see Gary, and then a Blastoise, and then it like goes between this girl's legs, like, and her skirt blows up, and like, you know, it's Japan. It's not a girl that you ever see in the show. It's ever. happening right now. I'm watching it. Oh god! You're watching it on YouTube right now. There goes Mew right there, and now he looks up into the light, and he's in the stadium. Right, and yet oh. everyone acted so surprised when they found out. Oh, Mew there was exists. Bulbasaur on its side. My goodness, <laughs> Charmander getting licked. Side. Charmander getting licked. Yeah. And, yeah, and he's running with them. And there's the Zapdos and the Articuno. So and you he's can verify on that this. Lapis. Do you see Gary with a Blastoise in the theme? I see no Gary yet. Did you see the Blastoise? Like, did you see it zoom out under that girl's skirt? And there's been that? no skirt action yet. It happens. It's so fast that you don't realize they're doing like a... There's Gary, and then a Charizard. Oh, no, then it just shows the three... The three... Charizard, Venusaur, and Blastoise. Okay, so you just never see Gary with a Blastoise is what you're saying. Right, yep. Okay, so we've just wasted everybody's time. I mean, it wasn't a waste for me. I (laughs) got to watch that. I don't know. <laughs> so, also in the anime, May was given a Squirtle by Professor Oak, and that eventually evolved into a War Turtle. Ash May? couldn't even get his fucking badass Squirtle to evolve, but May got hers too. Was that the Ruby Sapphire girl? Yes, I think so. Okay. See, uh, in the manga, of course, which you are infinitely familiar with, Green oh, has so- a Blastoise, which she stole as a Squirtle from Professor Oak mm-hmm. and named it Blasty. Mm-hmm. Because fuck subtlety and creativity nice. and a lot of trainers in the in the Pokemon special manga name them silly names. What are you gonna do? That's a beef yeah. I have with the writers. Like they couldn't take two seconds. Yo, I could shut my fucking DS for fucking forty eight hours to think of a name for an Ekans that's gonna rot in fucking PC box twelve. For it gives them like a level of like I don't know. I I'm okay with it though. It never bothers me. It bothers the fuck out of me. Because if they did go that extra step, it would be a step too far. Why? Because then the trainers would have, like... It'd just be t- it be too much. Having them named clever puns based on who they are... It doesn't have to be that clever, clever, though. It just, it just doesn't have to be such an awful... Like, that's not even a pun. Like, adding a Y to I know that. a shortened I know version of the Pokemon's name, like, a pun is one thing. Shortening something and adding a Y to it. That's like... But all the characters, they minimum. have their thing that they do to all the Pokemon's names. I feel like that ha- that was in Pokemon Stadium. When you fought the the, yeah. MC, the computer trainers, You're all right. their Pokemon would have like a similar thing. 
And keep it, and these mangas started when Pokemon Stadium was around. So it kind of falls in the same line. No way. You're totally right. I forgot about that. But mm-hmm. still. But still. I don't um, know. According I love the... It's flawless. It woke up like that. It's I wouldn't good. say it's flawless, but it's pretty fucking awesome. <laughs> there's There's a few points in it where I have problems with it but that's neither here nor there at least not well, for this episode another time cool um according to the obscure newspaper comic strip misty has a squirtle and according to the tcg gym leader claire you know cousin of lance the dragon mm. type gym leader has a blastoise okay interesting not a dragon nor a dragon type nor mm-hmm. a dragon-like creature but somehow makes some kind of sense i could head. see her having one yeah she doesn't yeah. have to be con- Restricted to only. That was having... one of my favorite things about the card game, actually, random tangent. Like the gym leader sets. Yes. Where they had, those were really cool. Like you got to see them with a lot of different type of Pokemon and that interests me greatly. Yeah, me too. Absolutely. So, from what I've heard, this is the part of the podcast where we talk a little bit about strategy, uh, for like the Pokemon at hand. Um in this case Blastoise. And can I just lead this by saying, like, Blastoise, personally, I I can't see a reason why someone would ever use them (laughs) in, like, competitive battling. If you you really, as always, I stick by, you know, play with the Pokemon that you love. Don't choose a bunch of, like, just absurdly overpowered Pokemon or Pokemon just because they're strong. But holy shit, please don't use Blastoise. (laughs) It's one of the most disappointing fucking starter evolutions of all of the Pokemon that's kind of one of the things that I want to, like, push is a culture of trainers playing with Pokemon that they love. And that, Same. Me yeah, too. so that, like, because it's, uh, I just can't bring myself to devote so much time to training a team of Pokemon strictly based upon the fact that they are competitively beneficial. Like, I can, I can apply an aspect of strategy to it compose my team based on strategy but when it reaches the level that like i love these pokemon and they've just created other pokemon that render them irrelevant you know Mm -hmm. what's the word not irrelevant um obsolete there you go that's i I, so i agree with you but in this case (laughs) just just don't use blastoise blastoise is only good for like, its ability to use Rapid Spin, which is handy, but basically that's his core strategic build. He is not as defensively powerful as you would hope for him to be, or and he doesn't have as high an HP as I might expect, like, a large tortoise Pokemon to have. Well, I mean, he weighs um, 188 pounds. That's a good point. He's just a skinny guy under yeah, his that's, shell. Yeah, that's basically just, like, uh, two McLovins right there. Oh, you're right. lacking stats lacking like a legitimate move pool like we were talking about earlier his abilities being at best rain dish on a team that focuses on the weather effect rain he's really only good for rapid spin you go for a bold nature which like ups his defense to, to boost his survivability and then do you know what attack hmm? oh i was you just said what i was asking you while i was saying while i was asking so i didn't hear oh sorry so no no you like you and if i didn't interrupt you like mm-hmm. i would have heard the answer to my question like as i was asking the question oh gotcha <laughs> so then the bold nature also cuts its uh, his attack which doesn't matter too much because we're not using anything that's like physical besides the rapid Spin, if I'm not... It's a... Point is, Blastoise is only good for rapid spin. You can spin away, like, entry hazards, such as spikes, toxic spikes, um, that sort of thing, which competitively a lot of other trainers use, but there are still better Pokemon choices for the rapid spin sort of technique. You know, give him give him a good water-type attack. I love the new Scald attack from the last generation, which can also burn an opponent. Better than Surf, because if you have it, like... That's mm -hmm. awesome. I loved that when Scald came out. Yeah, Scald is really cool. I give it a lot of props. Like, it caught me off guard, because Mm -hmm. I didn't do that much, like, looking into a lot of the new moves before I played the game. And when he learned a fucking water-type move that can burn the opponent, I was like, what? So creative. And it makes perfect sense, too. 
Yeah, it's not only creative, but like that's that's cool to gameplay, you know, too. Like, mm-hmm. also, I wonder what what Blastoise has to do to shoot burning hot water out of his cannons, but I'm sure it's not pretty. <laughs> uh, there are a couple other moves you can play around with, from what I've read so far, like roar. Like I think he can learn Dragon Tail, which gives him an an offensive attack against dangerous dragon type Pokemon. But even so, give him leftovers because he's a slightly bulky Pokemon. Justin's just like, I hate telling people that this is what they should do. When I I just don't agree with that, they shouldn't do this (laughs) in any in any fucking effect. That Blastoise should be a pet. He'll outlive you. Your fucking nephews and nieces will love him. And you can ride around on him backwards. There's there's no reason to battle him. You're not neglecting him. You don't have to banish him to your PC. Just right. just treat the motherfucker as a pet. Right. I mean, would you say the same thing about Venusaur? You can have more fun with Venusaur. Yeah? Oh, my God. he's got his different powder attacks, like the sleep powder and poison powder. But even then, yeah, I don't know. And, uh, to be perfectly honest... It's it's hard to work with all three of the starters from the first generation. So basically what you're saying is the best strategy for Blastoise is to not use him. The best strategy for so Blastoise... So Charizard too? I thought Charizard could be useful, like with the Megaform. Charizard's got two interesting Megaforms, but... Oh God, sorry, I'm having too much fun playing with my eyes. Um, <laughs> it is really weird. If we yeah, didn't establish I'm... this... Me and Justin are recording this podcast over Skype um, because situation makes it necessary. And yes, it is really weird. The reflection of Justin's computer on his glasses with what I imagine is the little Skype box. Yep, that's what in the it middle. is. Are you moving it around now to make it yeah, look, it like, look like my eyes? <laughs> Oh my god, audience, I wish you could see this right now. It's amazing. Like, no matter which way he moves his head, the the camera, I feel like... Not the camera. Oh my god, now he's moving the little... Oh my god. <laughs> I wish I was screen capturing this so oh, I could, like, so create creepy. a YouTube channel for this podcast and put it up on it. But now we know the trick. Yeah. Well, that about wraps it up for uh, 007 through 009 there. <laughs> Why is that funny? I don't know. Because it's not like a cultural thing? Like 007? I mean... Let's deconstruct it. Why did you laugh? What is the essence of humor? I'm... Next week on Self Radio Podcast. Thank you. <laughs> because I can't, I can't talk about this on radio. Justin, why are you laughing so much at everything that we say? <laughs> Because, because it helps to drink. <laughs> Drinking makes me giggly. So keep an eye on www.secretroommultimedia.com. As of the recording and airing of this podcast, it's not up and running yet, but it will be soon. Uh, that's your center for all sorts of podcasts and more to come after that. Keep your eye on my other podcast, uh, Fairpoint Podcast. It's, it's on iTunes. You can find it on Facebook under the same name. Yay. And you can, uh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, I don't know. It just gets me so excited. I have to, I have to celebrate it to some extent. Oh, I just love fucking, ah, oh, I love seeing, Facebook. Seeing my favorite podcasts on Facebook. Like showing up in my news feed, keeping, keeping it relevant throughout the week. Even though it's not an up, it's not an upload day, but God. Sure do love the guys at Fairpoint Podcast. <laughs> you can, of course, f- hear Justin on his podcast, uh, The Life of Justin Per Diem. The Life uh, of Justin Per Diem. Go uh, search for it Yes, on it's iTunes. available on iTunes daily for only 75 cents an episode. <laughs> <laughs> Stop looking at me with your weird computer eyes. I'm sorry, I can't help it. It's terrifying. I hate it. Ugh. The glasses have been removed mm-hmm. so that we can have a normal conversation. I can't see anything, but at least I'm not making my friend uncomfortable. <laughs> this is friendship. <laughs> so, uh, uh, when you put your glasses back on, Justin, 
head over. Well, I didn't tell you to put them back on. Oh, okay. Just when I'll you, take when them you back do, off. yeah, yeah, no, keep them off for now. But when you <laughs> when you do put them on, why don't you head over to facebook.com slash Silf Radio Podcast? All right. And uh, give it a like. Just like it. Just click the like. <laughs> well, you've already done that. I guess let's it's now. Let's be. I, let's I, let's I, not I treat our audience like children. Let's actually be frank with them and, and not talk down to them. Justin's already liked the page. What we're really getting at here is that we'd like you to. All right. We were using the, the power of suggestion. <laughs> <laughs> but it's really cool. Like, I, I post new fucking Pokemon art or funny little Pokemon comic strips. All sorts of that shit. Memes. Every day. And likes equal support, as do ratings and reviews on our dear, dear iTunes. Or likes equal prayers, or, you know, one like equals one signature on this petition, or... A petition? I'm just, you know, where the Facebook things make you... Let's throw that away. (laughs) As usual, the information presented in this podcast comes pretty much exclusively from three sites, Bulbapedia, Cerebi.net, and Smogon University. If you want to learn more about Squirtle and the Squirtle Fund to help these Pokemon keep their habitat and find homes, <laughs> you, can, you can visit any of these three sites and find out so much more than we said without the, uh, the, the bullshit and... And the condescension and the and I mean to be to be completely honest, without the without the charm and charisma that is myself and this man over here. Absolutely. <laughs> there's better there's there's no better place to go for such um <laughs> astute and finite humor as ours. From the secret room, I'm Nathan Capiser. And I'm Justin Addison. Thanks for listening, 